This, this, this is, 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 is Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode 283. We are the Fight Disciples. This is dedicated to the world of boxing. If it's the first time that you've ever come across us, you can get us on iTunes. Just look for Fight Disciples. Uh, and our website will have all our Android feeds for you. Fightdisciples.com. What are you doing? I've got sore wrists. What the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> He's doing some weird... Have you ever seen that video of Bruce Forsyth, God rest his soul, doing these exercises rolling in the morning? He's, yeah, he's doing his exercises, rolling his wrists, rolling his ankles, you know. Why are you doing that? I've been gardening all weekend. Oh, my days. You're turning into a proper middle-aged fucking middle-class meth, aren't you? That's what you're doing. I don't know about meth, but yeah, yeah. Can I, can I carry on with the show? Come on, Are you going to stop doing gyrating whilst I'm talking? <laughs> Just crack on. Come on. Lot to get through today. Social media, at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter, at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. Um, get stuck in. There is um, a YouTube video up at this moment in time um, of Nick interviewing Anthony Crawler. It's on our YouTube channel. Please go there. Have a little bit of a nosy. It's fantastic. Go on. Before you say anything else. I'm not going to say anything. I wasn't going to point it out. I was going to wait for other people to it's... point it out to me. <laughs> The content is award-winning content with mm. Mr. Collar. That's all we need to talk about. Let's mm. move on. Mm. Get onto YouTube, check it out. All it was all before that was a podcast as well, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Do you want me to make reference? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, no, I'll make reference to it now so then people know what I'm what, what I'm giggling at, right? <laughs> Go and watch the video in its entirety. The the opening shot, you'll be thinking, fucking hell, that looks good. That so basically what happened was. Oh, now you're gonna <laughs> defend it. Right. Go on then. I rocked up to Gallagher's on Friday. Mm. Adam's busy. Fucking playing in London or whatever he usually does. Hmm. And Mike, our producer, when I said to him, yeah, rock up the gym whenever you're ready. When I got there, Anthony was winding down. He was getting ready for a shower. I was like, oh, shit, we haven't got time. I rang Mike. Mike was still an hour away. I said, listen, don't, worry, don't you worry, son. I've seen how this is done. <laughs> I, can, I can record and video at the same time. I can be a one-man band. I yeah. can do it. Yeah. I thought I could do it. Yeah. Evidently, I can't. Mm. Evidently, I so, need you more than ever. That's it. So for everybody that does ab- abuse me on social media by saying that I'm the guy that uploads shit, records shit, make sure that everything's tickety-boo and that you can enjoy it and consume it in your own <laughs> in your own time. Listen, my job's safe. I ain't going anywhere. Absolutely, it is. Because if you actually watch the video, Anthony Crawler somehow ends up out of shot. I've no, I've no idea how it happens. And if you actually listen to the audio as well, for some reason, Nick decides to put his microphone, press it into his chest rather than speak into the actual microphone. So if you're struggling with it, it's this idiot's fault, all right? But it's good content. It is. If yeah. you can make out what's being said, it's absolutely well, Crawler brilliant. sounds great. Yeah, he does. That's all that matters. So get, don't, don't get worry about what I say. Listen to what Crawler says. Get yourself on YouTube. It's there. Go and have a little bit of a nosy. Do you know, you know what was wicked about it as well? Mm. Just on Crawler. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about this much more in a couple of weeks when the fight's right on us. Um, you know, and I, I, listen, go and watch the interview. I'm not blowing smoke up anybody's arse. And, and Crawler isn't. Crawler, the beauty of it was I sat with Crawler and then I sat with Joe. Um, and both of them understand how big it is, they understand the magnitude of the fight, but they also, fight fans should understand that, you know, just because just because you get a chance to play in the Champions League final, you don't go, oh, but yeah, but it's Real Madrid, so fuck it, let's not turn up. You're going to give it your best shot. And listen, I can't, there was a lot of stuff, I spoke to Joe especially, off air, because he didn't want a game to give the game away. Lomachenko doesn't need any oppor- any advances, any leg up to beat Anthony Crawler. So when I was chatting to him, honestly, the, they have worked diligently day and night. 
Joe and Anthony have seen this opportunity as the ultimate challenge, and in a lot of ways it is. And I just think right now, instead of fucking naysaying about it, everyone's done that now. Let's just get on board and go, one of our own could, could listen, could become the pound for pound number one on the planet. He could. Anything could happen. It's a fight. Anything could happen. You know, I don't, listen, I ain't, I ain't drinking from the Kool-Aid. I don't even think there was a, a, bo- a bowl of Kool-Aid there. They're realists, but they understand that. Fuck it, man. This is what his career's been leading to, the ultimate challenge. Hmm. And for that, I'm 100% behind him. Of course I am. We're all behind him. Listen, in a couple of weeks, we'll get stuck into that a little bit more uh, as we count down towards Lomachenko versus Kroll. But the weekend just gone, it was all about Copper Box, Leicester. We'll talk about Pulev as well. Fucking filth bag. Um, a bit of Peterson as well as he's called time on his uh, career after getting beat at the weekend. But first of all, we'll go to the Copper Box, shall we? Yep. Charlie, not to be sniffed at. Do you like the title of the today's nice. show? Mm. Nice. Do you know something? I don't get it, but nice. Of course you do. Um, Charlie Edwards, right? Here's my conclusions. And I'm going to throw Shared first, and then I'm going to absolutely big him up. Okay. Imagine if he could bang. Imagine if he had one punch knockout power. He could be... Do you know this guy that, we, that we're crying out for at the moment? We everybody fucking off to the States to go yeah. and be on all these other cards. Imagine if he knocked dudes out. He could be like the second coming of Naz. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man. But in a different way. Naz had all the showboat and he was giving it all that. He's just a nice dude, Charlie Edwards. You, yeah. you get on board with him, the story with him and his mum and all that type of stuff. There was a little bit of showboating in the fight and what I like that, though. They yeah. upset me when he got oh, told mate. off for it. I was Absolutely. like, no, man, let him do it. Let him stick his chin out because and give it, it a big Because he is a flyweight and he is fighting tough guys and he isn't going to be able to knock them out in sensational fashion because in flyweight division... It's very rare people get knocked out just because of the size of the dudes. Yeah, but the, so let them be a bit flamboyant. Yeah, let them do it. Estrada and Rung Visay and Chocolate Oh, they did. They did knock dudes out. You know what I mean? Mm. If he had that power, mate, I'd be well on board with the Charlie Edwards train. I'm well on board, on board. anyway, man. Yeah, of course we are. But what like I'm saying is that I think just to cross over to really yeah. bring in the fans, yeah. you need that those highlight reel knockouts to go, fucking hell, who's this guy? Well, listen, and this card's perfect for it, you know, there's certain guys like Charlie Edwards where you think matched well, he should defend this belt a couple of times, maybe even have a unification a couple of years down the line. Still a young guy. He's selling out big shows. Keep him going at the Copper Box or Wembley Arena. He's perfect for that. Do we envisage him to go and unify and, and become a multi-weight world champion? And all? No, because at the end of the day, you get to a certain point and if you haven't got that dig, yeah. if you haven't got that power, That's what I mean. it will deceive you. Now, Look at the guy also on this card who's not yet at world level. And you look at Josh Boatzi and think, that kid does multiple levels. That kid Mm. could go undisputed world champion in his weight division Mm. and move up to a second weight division because he's got that one-punch predatory knockout power. Regarding Boatzi, patience, balance, power, good-looking bastard. As I said on Twitter at the weekend, he's got to have a small dick. What's it with you? No, he has um, to. And he's, talented fighters as no, fucking it, penises. You said this. You said the exact same thing about Josh Kelly. Right. You can't have everything. You can't, right? It's just unfair on normal dudes that walk the street, yeah? I'm a good-looking bastard. I know I am, right? What are you laughing at? But I can't fight. So that, that's my downfall, right? Yeah. Whereas you look at the likes of Josh Kelly. Why is it always his penis, though? Well, why, it has why, to be. Why is it no, it has to be. Penises? No, it has to be. Because Can't you go like Josh Buatti, good looking, balance, pace, power, tenacity, got yeah. it all. Yeah. Must have a fungal infection under his big toe. No. Why, why do you always go straight for the penis? Because that's... that says a lot about you. That's well, what it, it does. You, well, it makes me feel a lot better. You know yeah. what I mean? If, if I'm better in that department than him, then you know what I mean? Because obviously I'm well hung, mate. I'm absolutely gigantic. <laughs> 
Phil two prams, son. What more do you need? <laughs> <laughs> How many's Watsy done? <laughs> exactly. There you go. How many prams have you filled, son? <laughs> so how big's Mo Hooker's cock then? Fuck me. Woo-hoo, that shit's crosses state lines. He was posting pictures of his family this week, weren't they? I, I love it. I love it when he posts pictures of his family and everybody tags us in the tweet. Yeah, Lads, know, leave yeah. us out of it. He's having family time. <laughs> I love the way, no matter. Gender or age, yeah. every kid's dressed the same. Yeah, same Michael Jordans, same tracksuit, same you, t-shirts. No, when you've got Brilliant. that many kids, you need a fucking two for one deal. You can't be going round and having. <laughs> what do you want? You want this one? You want that one? No, you're all getting the fucking job lot because I'm getting a discount. That's like basically what see, it is. It's like when you see school kids out at the zoo and yeah. they've all got those orange high vis vests yeah. on, so you know one school's the same. He dresses his kids so That's he doesn't it. lose any. Yeah, he's one of mine. Yeah, yeah, they're mine. They're all dressed Mo in the same uniform. uniform. They've yeah, got him. Yeah. Where's our lad? He's yeah, over there. He's got the gear on. Love it. Mm. But regarding Boazzi, he just gets better and better every single time. And do you know what it is? Again, he's just a top dude, isn't he? Yeah. A really nice lad. If your daughter brings him home, you're thinking, yeah, he's all right. He can take care of her. And he's a sweet <laughs> kid as well. You know what I mean? He's taking to church. We're going to church on Sunday morning with this lad. Right? And he'll kick the fuck out of you Sunday, Sunday evening. He's a good lad, isn't he? Oh my god! What? What's with your analogies today? Telling you, Bwatsi's is the man, and I, I know we've had this conversation on previous shows. I still think Callum Johnson's the man at light heavyweight at this moment. Yes, because you you know he's been at a higher level of, of competition. He's beaten higher level competition but as the, well. But they're both young fellas, mm-hmm. and it's inevitable in a year, eighteen months, that yeah. those two will meet each other. And I think in a year to eighteen months, it's a proper fight then. Yeah, I think now I think Callum just might be a little bit too ring savvy, and he might just do do a job on him. But yeah. in eighteen months' time, but what's it, Callum Johnson? Fuck me, that's unbelievable. Yeah, but I, but in that period of time, we don't know what the paths are going to be. Callum Johnson is currently at world level. He's on a different level. Yeah, exactly. He's on a different level at the moment. He's, he's, he's probably, as you said, you're right, he's 18 months ahead of where, where Buatti is, maybe even two years ahead. And there's no point Buatti making that leap at this moment in time. You know, he's only just won the British title. Um, the hard thing with Buatti is just matching the kid, isn't it? You know, who's going to want to get in with him? We're going to have to go well, international now. This is the, the disappointing thing is... is the other that, guy's yard, and that fight's never going to happen. The disappointing thing is that you stick a microphone in Eddie Hearn's face at the end of the fight, and he's there straight away going, right, we're taking him to America. No! Stop doing that. Stop. I know that you've got b- things to fill over in the States, but why are we getting neglected? But what's he, again, a perfect guy to start headlining stuff over here in, in the UK and yeah. building his profile here. I know inevitably, at some point, he's going to go to the States, but why are you sticking him on under- AJ's undercard? Mm-hmm. I know it's great for his profile, but it ain't great for British fight fans. We want to see the dude in the flesh here, don't mm-hmm. we? At the O2 or in Manchester or in Liverpool or whatever. Yeah. And it's, I think it's important at this stage as well for his fan base for him to get out and about. You know, it's important for him to get up and down the country and fight at other places because Buatti is much more than like a London star. You know, Buatti's got the potential it's, it's to a, be a superstar. It's and yet, prime. It's, I think he's fought outside of London once, fought at the Newcastle Arena. He's always on. He's always this, been on at the O2. He's this, always been this on This is AJ the best thing cards. I can say about Buatti, right? My, a mate of mine, he's not really into boxing. He's not really into mixed martial arts. But we, we got, he's a mate. Yeah, well, he's into footy. We, 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 our, our common ground's football, right? But because, obviously, I witter on about it every now and again, he's, he started paying a bit of attention and he chips in, right? The only person he consistently talks to me about is Josh Boatze. Mm-hmm. That's it. Don't get me wrong. He's aware of everybody else. He's aware of the AJs of this world and what have you. But it, every single time he goes, that fucking Boatze's good, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he comes across a good kid. There you go. So that he's got that crossover power into other, yeah. for other sports fans. That's mm-hmm. where he's at. 
build him here. You don't have to fuck him off to the to the states yet. Keep him doing the doing his business here at the O2 or whatever. Yeah, as you say, especially because Callum Johnson's already doing the US thing as well. You know, with two fights now back to back, he's had in the US. It's like not all our stars have to go out there. Certainly at this point, mm. the sa- same thing with. Callum Smith, it's like, Callum Smith hasn't got a date. Why the fuck isn't Callum Smith headlining Liverpool this weekend, mm. defending his uh, Ring Magazine world title, number one status? Why is he fucking just sitting around waiting for the phone to ring? Why to go and fight on AJ's undercard? And the, Who the fuck? Why, we don't want to see Callum Smith fight on AJ's undercard. Don't give a fuck. Mm. It, it's weird at the moment. And listen, we're upset as fans. We're frustrated as fans. I don't know how Adam Smith and the whole of Sky Sports are feeling because... I'm not being funny. It feels like Eddie's been in there, done his dirty deed last few years, and now he's wiped his knob on the curtains and fucked off to the zone. And it's like, whoa, what are Sky Sports left with? A load of shows at four o'clock in the morning with all the biggest stars that they've helped build in the UK. Mm. It's just weird. It's like that show at the weekend. You know, it was was the easier, one of the easiest accumulators have done. Charlie Edwards, tough fight. Boatsy, You know, he's always going to win that fight over Liam Conroy, with all due respect. A Coley, a level above Camacho, with all due respect. Um, and then you're over on the other channel, on Frank's channel on, on BT Sport. There's a couple of fights on there as well. That's why the Acker, I didn't get great odds on it. You know, it was pretty much a, a safe bet. But then you start digging down the card. This Shannon Courtney that they had on and shit like that. And you're thinking, what What the fuck is this? Did you see that? Why fight? have we gone from AJ, stacked cards, being pay-per-views, amazing fights to... Some girl making a pro debut live on Sky Sports against a, a girl that looked like she'd never boxed before Mate, in her life. they got that kid from the fucking burger van outside. What the fuck <laughs> was that? <laughs> uh, luckily enough, I, you know, I was, play, I was playing Flickr anyway, so I'm going BT Sky, BT Sky, trying to watch everything at once. You were watching Sam at the time, So you? luckily enough, I went, boom, Sam Maxwell's on, great. But th- whichever fight I went with, even though I went back and watched it again, whatever fight it was with... Jordan, the one-minute break interval, I would flick over the other side. And Jane's sitting next to me doing some shopping. And she was like, and I'm going mad at Sam. Because ah! it was just chaos. And I'm like, fucking hold him and all this stuff. Then I'm flicking over between rounds to see what this Shannon Courtney thing's all about. And Jane just looked up and went, what the hell is this? And I was like, oh, this, this is just a girl making a pro debut. And she was like, this is terrible. I can't believe you're watching this on a Saturday night. And I just, and I flicked back straight away to Sam and I thought, what, what am I putting that on for? More to the point, what the fuck is Sky putting that on for? Yeah. It was bad, mate. Bad. Is this where we are? <laughs> wow. Oh, it was like a fucking scrap on Weatherspoon's car park, wasn't it? Fuck it was me, awful. Mate. Before, listen, before we, I don't want to talk about that no more. Before we go back over to Sam, who stole the show at the weekend, Akoli? Yeah. Still looks very Akoli. Yeah. Akoli's <laughs> Akoli. I don't yeah. think he's ever going to be able to change. I know he's got a new corner team and everything now, but mm. I just don't think his style is, is it ever going to be attractive to but, watch him yeah. fight. If you, if you look down this card at the weekend, right, you look at Charlie Edwards, you go, yeah, sweet. I'm on the Charlie Edwards train. Yes. You, look, you look at Boatsy, I'm on the I'm on the Boatsy train. But then you look at everything else. You mentioned Akoli, still not sold on it yet. He's, he's a top kid. He's, but he's, listen, He's, He's 12 and 0. Yeah. And fucking stop most of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you say... He's not pretty a, to watch. A Coley's sparring at the bottom of the garden. Mm. You're not going to rush out in your slippers and your pyjamas, are you? You're going to go, well, I'll get a shower and who else is on? Yeah. Who else is on, on in my garden later? Mm. Uh, that, that, that's the problem with a Coley. I don't know whether if you ever made him... If you did, the amount of work to make him look more polished than TV-friendly, would that take away his a Coley-ness? Because there's elements of him you think... 
He's like a little version of Deontay Wilder. Yeah, when I watch Wilder, I'm fucking on the edge of my seat because he mm. does weird shit, but it's like bombs away, and it's it, it you can't take your eyes off it. But with a Coley, he kind of does weird shit, but it's hard to watch. It's ugly. It's messy. Like the referee, I think Mark Lyson, my mate, refereed that one. He was on the show a few weeks ago, and I've never I've never seen him work so hard in a fight because it's always low blows, hitting around the back of their heads, holding. Punching and it's just it's, ugly. It's ugly to watch, yeah. It's, it's not the sweet science, is it? No. One man that is super entertaining, I don't know whether he's going to ever go on to any higher level that he's at at this moment in time, is Lewis Ritson. Yeah. It doesn't, can't be asked. He's like, again, I put this on social media at the weekend. He's obviously a Newcastle fan and he must have fallen in love with Newcastle in the 90s when Kevin Keegan went in charge. All out attack, fuck off that defence, not interested. That's yeah. how he boxes, mate. Yeah. Face up, chin up, go on, son. He takes some wax, doesn't he? I mean, fair play to him. He's got some whiskers on the kid. Yeah. And he loves, he loves, loves coming forward, but he's got a lot to learn. If he, if he was to be fighting a legit kid at 140 pounds where he's just stepped up, then I think he'll get himself in a lot of bother. The kid that he was fighting at the weekend was a lad that they've stepped up together. They're both uh, a career 130, both yeah, career 135 pounders. But they both stepped up together, and I think that may be told in that particular fight. If he's fighting a legit kid at under forty pounds, I think he could get himself in a lot of bother. Yeah, I think just look at the British rating, British rankings in this weight class, and you know, all the way down to JJ Metcalf. You know, there's there's four to five guys in there that you would think would just absolutely pick Ritson off and 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 run through him. Judging on this kind of performance. It's weird because six months ago, man, we were on board. We, 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 we like the rest of the country, like like the whole of Newcastle, we like, got ourselves a superstar here. This kid's amazing. The right was on the wall, though, with the, with the Cardo fight, because Cardo had him going, and then all of a sudden he found it, didn't he? He did, but then you thought, okay, just a slow start against Cardo. Yeah, maybe. Because Cardo went in there and just fucking went, bom- went hell for leather. Cardo only had three rounds in him anyway. He, that was like their tactic. Let's just run at him and, and fucking do something no one does against him and see if we can upset him. I think it's when he got in with Patera for the European title and Patera was just on a different level as a boxer mm. and wasn't intimidated by him. I think so many of his wins in hindsight when he was British champion. People have shit themselves. People have shit themselves with the power and he's and they've allowed him to be bullied by him and stand at the end of their punches and move back in straight lines and he's and he's been able to showcase what he's good at. Mm. But then he got to a European level and got completely outboxed and then he's made us come back here, as you say, against another blown up lightweight. And... Um, it's been a similar thing. It's like, oh, Benitez did his watch Patera's fight and gone, okay, yeah. If I stand at the end of this kid's punches, he'll, he'll clock me. But if I keep moving in a box, I'm well in this fight. Mm. Fuck me, he was well in the fight. Yeah, he was well was in close, it. man. Yeah, he was. Before we move to... Le- I know you want to talk about Leicester because of obviously Sam's fantastic... Performance of the weekend. Right, okay. Performance of the weekend. We'll get to that in a minute, but I just want to talk... No, performance of the weekend's Carl Frotch every single week, man. <laughs> yeah, when, that, no. when that dude is on the TV, I'm <laughs> in awe of him, right? In the main event, so Charlie's absolutely peppering fucking uh, Moreno, absolutely peppering the shit out of him, and Carl Froch, without even a hint of irony or sarcasm or fuck all like that, he goes, this Moreno kid, he's not from Birmingham, but you get what I'm saying, right? This Moreno kid, he's the second toughest guy in this building, right? And Adam Smith carries on commentating, (laughs) but then it clocks what he's just said, and he's like, going. I'm assuming that you mean uh, that you're the first toughest guy in the building. He goes, yeah, that's a given. <laughs> Mate, he's my... I think he's fucking brilliant. He has set himself up. If you don't get it, then I don't think you'll ever get it. No. You've got to get the fact that Carl Froch is a parody of himself. Yeah, he's brilliant. And he's embracing it. Yeah. He's running with it. Yeah. 
And on social media, that was when he just absolutely and booted. nailed Bute. Yeah, but how funny week. was the fact that we've kind of second-guessed him. We've got, he's going to come with something, so what's he going to come with? And we put the poll out there and everybody's tweeting the poll back. And then yeah. within 24 hours... He doesn't follow us on social media, so he hasn't seen that. No. And he's just jumped up and he's going, congratulations, Lucy, uh, Lucian. Great career. It was a pleasure to Cobra you. <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking evil, isn't it? Fucking brilliant. Lamont Peterson's... You've been Cobra? Yeah, I'm, I'm fully anticipating, even though he's never fought Lamont Peterson, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm fully anticipating a Lamont Peterson uh, statement from Carl Froch Absolutely. in the next 24 to 48 hours. Of course. Even Andre Ward was on it, though, as well. I'd see Andre Ward was just like, come on, Carl, for fuck's sake. He's brilliant, But no it? one seems to be getting it. No. I get it. Now I get it. Now I totally I'm, I'm get it. I'm well on board. Carl is a parody of himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Embrace it, man. Let's run with it. Mm. I think it's fucking hilarious. Second but toughest he, man in the copper box. But that's what I mean. He's kind of become unmissable TV. He's made, He's creating this niche for himself on TV where you think, yeah, man, just fucking go with it. And if when you watch American commentary, hmm. did you see the Timothy Bradley thing this week? Oh, when he's chucking dollars when he was all over the just fucking making money, rain. And again, Andre Ward sitting next to him going, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah. And, Timothy, and he's just like making it rain. And you're just like, sometimes you've got to create this on-screen persona to make sure you're in that seat every week yeah. to make sure you get that. Because listen, Carl Froch retired. Now he wants to keep that money coming in and he knows to do it on Sky, he just has to be a parody of himself. And what a f- that was the ultimate one-liner. <laughs> as soon as he said it, I'm sitting there. I watching. got it straight away. I was hoping, actually. I did that first. I got it straight away. I was like, I was pissing tick, myself. tick, 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 tick. Boom! <laughs> yes! When Amazing. he said it, I was I was hoping that Adam Smith missed it because I just wanted to rip it for us. But then Adam Smith flagged it up and I thought, mate, that is fucking... Gold. He's, he's absolutely gold. Um, Leicester, main event... Well, I say main event. The main event was dog shit. But the uh, the performance from Sam Maxwell was absolutely tremendous. Well, I say... Tre- hang on. I've gone over OTT there. <laughs> yeah. the, the performance wasn't tremendous. The finish was tremendous. There you go. I've corrected myself. What a way to win a fight. When you're being goaded, you're being spoken to, you're being mugged off, and then all of a sudden, chat shit, get banged. Boom, lights out. It was, uh, watching it at home was like, uh, at first, it was like watching a car crash because I'm just like, what is going on? Dropped heavy in the first, heavy. And I'm like, just hold, just hold, and then dropped heavy again in the second, and I was thinking... Fuck, the wheels are well and truly coming off the Sam Maxwell chain here. And then <clears throat> to come back into the fight the way he was, he's you know, he's outboxed him. And I'm like, and I had a slightly different from Barry Jones. I thought some of the commentary was a bit shit on BT. But Barry had him like way behind. He was like, well, he's, he's four points down now. And I'm like, well, not necessarily because Tyson, watch the when Tyson fought Deontay Wilder when he got dropped in the 12th, he actually got it, he actually won that round. Mm. Other than the knockout. But the majority of people are giving it a 10-8. The majority are. Yeah, but I'm watching a fight and going, okay, you've landed a freak overhand right, you've dropped him heavy, but he's got up and he's completely outboxed you for the other three, the other two minutes, 40 seconds of the fight. Yeah. So I was... It's a brave judge, though, to go 9-9. Yeah, but I was thinking, no, at the end of the day, you you judge him on on the round. That's fair enough. So I didn't have him a million miles behind. I I had Sam ahead going down the stretch, but every time... So when he gets to round 10... Every time Sadiri landed, I'm thinking, fucking hell, just keep your chin down. And like, Sam was landing good long rights, but they weren't really hating him because Sadiri, of course, was just... He was just putting everything into every punch. Mm. 
And, uh, and obviously you're watching Tyson at ringside and he's fucking captivated by it. You know, he loves a fucking proper throwdown, doesn't he, Tyson? And I can see Warren getting all animated and screaming and going ballistic and going back to the corner and fucking Danny Danny Vaughan at one point was like, don't you tell me what to do. And I was like, oh my God, the fucking hell's going on. So to just pull that out, because he gets wobbled in the 12th. Yeah. Bad. Staggers backwards. So there he stands there, doesn't he? Starts fucking rippling his hips and stuff, taking the piss. And talking to him. And talking to him and Lemme. And I was just like, ah. Oh. Because at that point, my dad rang me and my dad was like, I hope he fucking nails. Because my dad was fuming. <laughs> I hope he fucking nails him by winding him up like that. And I was like, oh man, it doesn't look good. I said, but if he stays on his feet, I've, he could nick it on points still. He could nick it on points. And the next thing you know, it was just like, bomb, bomb. Perfect combination, one, two, right down the pipe. And as soon as it hit him, I was like, I was out, I was off the couch. I was just like, Aah! and did you see Frank Warren stand up like he was the second coming of yeah, Christ? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> his arms out wide. He was thinking, thank fuck for that. We you, saved a few quid here, Sam. Well done, lad. <clears throat> but you know what? In hindsight, because the fight was so epic, because it went viral, that knockout, because everyone literally on both sides of the Atlantic and I'm going, fucking hell, have you seen this? This guy was behind on points and he pulled this out the bag. That, what Sam hoped would be the breakout performance of his career yeah. has become the great breakout performance of his career. Yeah. Maybe for all the wrong reasons. Absolutely. But Pe- people, will fancy people will fancy a piece of that. Well, every super lightweight on, in the country is like, yeah, I'll fucking take him. I'll take him. He's got, he's got dodgy whiskers. And they'll overlook the fact that yeah, but he can put you to sleep with one punch, mm. like he did here. And he had an off night. He's a, he's he's, he more, he's far night, yeah. more supremely talented yes. than that fight allows eludes to be. Get dropped heavy twice in the first two rounds and come back to win on boxing ability, and then to be able to have that in the tank at the end. Yeah, do for me, mate. Gorman, um, mate. After watching Dubois the week. Two weeks previous, when was it? A couple of weeks previous. Yeah, two weeks. And he puts in a great performance, stops yeah. the opponent, you think to yourself, right, come on, over to you, Neth. This is this is where we go. Let's have it. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> I turned it off. Yeah. I've got to be honest. I turned it off to flip back over. I think Charlie, Charlie Edwards was yeah, on. Yeah. And I'm glued to Charlie Edwards then. And as I put on Twitter at the time, I watched the first round, first two rounds, Gorman. And then I twitched over and thought, fuck that. And I put on Twitter... There's 30 minutes of your life you ain't going to get back. You mm. can see straight away. Because Ke- Kevin Johnson's long enough for the tooth and experienced enough. Yeah. If he wants to do 10 rounds, mate, he'll just do 10 rounds. There's nothing you can do about it. And, you know, that's no slight on Gorman. But then AJ picked him up. Yeah. AJ picked stopped Johnson. AJ was able to unlock it. Now, you know, I'm not for a second saying Gorman's as good as AJ or even on that trajectory. But he had a big opportunity there. And for me... I think Frank's sitting ringside because fuck me, Frank Warren had a funny night, didn't he? You know, he's he's all over the place with Maxwell, and then he brings on his co-main event, and it absolutely stinks the gaff out after the place is absolutely bouncing because of what's just happened with Maxwell. And then good luck to Bowen and McClory in the British title fight trying to pick that atmosphere up again. Mm-hmm. It just fucking nosedived after Sam Maxwell's performance. But you know, as soon as because Gorman was supposed to be fighting what's his name, one of the MMA fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talking about it last week. I think he's fighting in two weeks' time now. Yeah. Weird. As soon as it got changed to Kevin Johnson, I don't know why Frank Frank's office, they didn't just go, you know what? Kevin Johnson's a f- coming in at late notice. Yeah. He's just going to stink the guard out. Let's throw Maxwell as co-main instead, preempting what I think most of us realised. Either Ken, Kevin Johnson comes out swinging, it could be fun for a round or two, or you're going to get 10 rounds of shite. Mm. And what we got was 10 rounds of shite, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, it was, man. Uh, so that- I think both channels <coughs> dropped the ball. I think BT dropped the ball. Hugely. I think Sky dropped the ball here. Mm. Because of listings, the way they 
put the card together. Mm. It was embarrassing of Sky to put a, a girl making her pro debut uh, so high up the card on TV, whether mm. she was afloat or not, doesn't matter. And I think it was a mistake to allow Gorman Johnson to be co-main. Mm. But what do we know? What do we know? You seen Pulev at the weekend? Fucking hell. Rapey Pulev. Fucking hell. Kubrat Rapey Pulev. Fuck me. What is he doing there? What? <clears throat> I d- we'll come to that in a minute. Performance against Dinu. Yeah. Oh, listen, great performance. He's making a statement. Can you knock the guy out in the seventh round? What more do you want? Yeah, we're a bad cut over his eye as well. Exactly. Job done. Uh, you know, and for, and for Pulev, there's a reason why he's one of the most avoided heavyweights because he's fucking absolutely brilliant. Mm. I think, honestly, I think he's brilliant. I think he's a problem for any of the big three. That's why neither the big three ever speak Kubla Pulev's name mm. because he's a danger man. He's mm. absolutely a danger man. And I think he, he gets the chance to reaffirm himself here, but... This is why he's fighting in the US. This is why he's over there. He's trying to campaign to get a fight with one of those big three. And I think, again, he's, he's probably the toughest, one of the toughest outside of that inner circle. Mm. That's why Dillian White ain't fighting no Pulev, mate. He's fucking hell. He's, he's a proper danger, man. But then to do that in your post-fight, if you've not especially seen it, in America, you listen, know, if that if, happened in Russia, <sighs> it's fucking Russia, man. You know, it is what no. it is. No, I just, I just mean... From anywhere in the world, mate, no, it's I know, fucking wrong. Probably no one sees it. It gets away with it. It is what it is. But, uh, you know, listen, this is Pulev, man. If you know anything about boxing inside it, yeah. Pulev's one of them fellas that's got girlfriends and a wife on the side. That's who Pulev is. Honestly, he, he's known for it. He is a boss shagger. He's the main man. <laughs> in the heavyweight division, Kubra Pulev's probably the top shagger. That's a fact. Honestly. <laughs> Now, and that doesn't for a second... <laughs> Boss Shagger. Yeah. That's the new name of the episode this week. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't, for one second, you know... Justify what justify he did. Justify what he did. What he, what he did. You can't do that. For anyone who hasn't seen it, he's getting very poorly interviewed by a girl. Well, that's it. When it when I, when loads of people were retweeting it, right? So I, I clicked on it to have a look, and I thought, oh, they just retweeted this because it's a shit interview. It, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was It was. like, well, this is a bit dull. And then all of a sudden, it just goes zero to 100 like that, bang. And I'm thinking, what the fuck has he done that for? Yeah. So, but when the, when the interview starts, like you've seen at the weekend when I interviewed Collar and Collar was basically edging away from me. Yeah. When the interview starts at Pulev, she's like embracing him. She's got her arm around him. Oh, I haven't, maybe I've missed the, she's got a, the start. She's she got like a leg round his thigh. Like she's snuggled up against him. Oh, I've missed that a bit. To start the interview. I've just seen them being interviewed. No, no, she's snuggled up against him to start the interview. And if you look on her social media. Yeah. So she's not like a, she's not like a, you know, a, a, a boxing interview or even a sports interviewer. From what I can, what I've seen, her business is naked sushi. What? So she makes, her, her business is having girls or herself, which is all over her Instagram, she's naked on a table covered in sushi. And people yeah. are eating sushi off her. But she's it. obviously got a gig for the weekend covering the boxing. Great. Crack on. But then when you look on her social media, she's put that video up. So she's quite proud of it. And then she's also put a video up of her with Pulev as a photograph. And in that photograph, she's standing with her arm, one arm round him, and her other arm is on his like the lower part of his torso. So I'd say as, as lower, let's say his lower abs. Right. She's, she's got a, hand, a right hand on his lower abs. Again, it doesn't just doesn't look what good. Did. No, 100% doesn't justify it exactly. But, no, no fighter should be kissing no female interviewer, whether she's hot or not. But you know when you think, you're kind of, what, 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 what are we message? not seeing here? Yeah. What are we not seeing? And what message are you sending out to every everybody else around the world, man? I mean, we're living in that world now where... 
I mean, we just had that movement in the world of entertainment now with that Me Too movement. Yeah, yeah. Where pe- people have been taking advantage of their position. Mm-hmm. And you just think to yourself, man, we're moving now. We're moving in a positive direction. We're going in a real good place. There's a lot of fantastic female presenters out there that are working in boxing, sports, whatever it may be. And you've just taken us back. Yeah, what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Yeah. Pulev, of course, is the main culprit of that. Yeah, of course, 100%. And he should be, you know, banged to rights over it. And it. But as I say, just have a look at, do a little bit of research on what that is. Know that Pulev is a boss shagger. Know that she is showing clear signs of crossing a boundary with somebody on her social media, not just there, but in this image of scene as well. Because the photo with her with Kovalev as well, and she's just standing with Kovalev like anyone would get a snap with a fighter if they bumped into them. But the one with Pulev again, she's got a hand on just just on his fucking weird. belt line, basically. It's it just it just weird. So before we all judge. I think we need to realise that there may well be shit going on behind closed doors that we haven't seen. There may be something going on between them two that we don't know about. I don't know. But it looked weird. The whole thing was fucking weird. Yeah, the whole thing was weird. weird. Did you see uh, Peter? I wish I'd seen it before because I'd have ended my interview with Crawler like that. Just fucking (laughs) threw my tongue down his throat. Just going, okay, thanks, Anthony. Come here. Take that, lad. (laughs) You'd have loved it. We go back. Going at me a long time. It's fine. Did you see Peterson's speech? Called time on his career as uh, yeah, Lamont Peterson. Yeah, he got an eye didn't he? He did in yeah, his hometown. Yeah. Um, so there you go. For those that don't know, he got beat on uh, the early hours of Monday morning, and he's called time on his career, Lamont Peterson. Listen, former world champion and what have you. I still have beef with him because of the drug cheat situation yeah. over uh, the Amir Khan fight, but it is what it is, you know. Yeah, done. He's been a good contender, man. He's been a good uh, campaigner in that welterweight division. But uh, it's time, man. Father yeah. time rings it rings it on everybody. Mm. Now, on to the news of the week. Loads of these... Heavy- We're going to talk heavyweights again, mate. So, you know, pipe down. Oh, knuckle down. There's, a, there's been movement in the heavyweight division and I've got even more beef to, uh, to, 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 throw, on, to throw on it and uh, probably even more shared. Tyson Fury, right? It's going to be announced this week. It's going to be... Well, he announced it at the weekend, but they're going to obviously have the, all the official shit this week with Tom Schwartz, the German. I'll tell you something. This, is, this could go catastrophically wrong. And I'm not talking from the fact of Tyson Fury getting beat. Forget that. He'll win the fight. But it will be boring as fuck. I'm telling you now it will. This is not going to be Tyson Fury lighting the guy up, announcing himself to the American audience, and everybody going, whoa, who's this guy? They already know who that guy is. You know my thought process on this. He needs an exposure fight. No, he doesn't need an exposure fight. In December, this guy beat the WBC heavyweight champion in the world. I know it. The official line is that it was a draw. He didn't. He beat him, and he did it with the most viral piece of content that the world has ever seen. He rose from the fucking dead, for crying out loud, in the 12th round. How much more exposure do you need to give to the casual audience to tell everybody who Tyson Fury is? Tom Schwartz is not the opponent, not the opponent, to 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 really propel his personality and his boxing skills to, to that casual world. Trust me, this is a backward step. Everybody's buzzing for Tyson Fury. Everybody's buzzing for a Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder match. When they see this fight, they'll be like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. I promise you, it will be dull as fuck. Yeah. That's where I'm at with it. And what I don't understand is, how can, how can um, they come out and say that this is an exposure fight when nobody knows who Tom Schwartz is? He's never fought in America. He's a German. He's based in Germany. Mm. He's fought his entire career in Germany. Mm. He is not a household name in America. 
So I don't understand how that works then. How can it be an exposure fight? You're no bringing idea. in AN other. His name may as well be AN other. Doesn't matter. So you're right. How does he? How can the exposure possibly get any bigger than the memes that were built around the Deontay Wilder fight? It doesn't. It can't. He can't do it. Now, well, if people, they'd have brought people, in, people have forgot that Tyson Fury fights are actually quite dull. Yeah. That was a, that was an anomaly. It yeah. was a weird one in it, December. It was like that because that's how Deontay fights. That's it. You've got him now. People are buzzing for it. Give it him. Yeah. You had the craziness of Deontay Wilder's fucking outrageous punching ability. That's what made Tyson being Tyson entertaining. Yeah. Because take away all take away all the knockdowns, Tyson nullified Deontay Wilder, outboxed him. Was it entertaining? Was it truly entertaining? It was captivating. Like when he beat Klitschko. Was that no. entertaining? No, it wasn't. If you if you go back and watch the fight now, yeah. no, it's not. But no. it's captivating at the time. If you're watching it within it's the incredible moment. incredible what he does. Yeah. What he does is got this incredible ability, Tyson, yeah. to get inside people's heads and to nullify their biggest threat. But the ultimate dance partner for him is Deontay Wilder because Deontay Agreed. Wilder does outlandish shit that even Tyson Fury, who's got a far better boxing brain than I believe any of the active heavyweights today, he can't predict, he can't prejudge what Deontay exactly. Wilder's going to do. Yeah. So him versus Deontay Wilder is always going to be entertaining. Mm. But him versus Tony Schwartz, or whatever his fucking name is, Tom Schwartz. <laughs> Tony Schwartz. We're going to call him Tony from now on. But it, it makes Tom no Schwartz. difference. Yeah. This is the problem. It makes no fucking difference mm. who the opponent is. It's a mistake. It's a backward step. Mm. And I don't want to go on about the fact that you know, Tyson told us we wouldn't be in this place. Tyson told us he was a fighting man and he was only coming back to fight the best. That's why he went straight into the Wilder fight, right? I've had two fucking warm-ups now. I ain't fucking David A. I ain't going to fight these bums forever. Put me back in for the big belt. Got to go to America? Great, let's go. That's why we love Tyson Fury. We were on board. Now, when he's sidestepped here to go with top rank to take on fucking Tony Schwartz, <laughs> it does nothing for anybody. I don't understand what the benefit of this fight is except to put him on to give him a fight on top rank in America. On ESPN. But you're right. Tyson Fury is not going to... He won't even blow away Tony Schwartz inside the round because that's not the way Tyson Fury fights. No. Um, regarding heavyweight fights, that was that will be announced this week. Last week, we had, obviously, the Wilder Brazil uh, situation for May the 18th. May, on May the 18th, that's not the best heavyweight fight. No, it isn't. Usyk's heavyweight debut yeah. against Carlos Takam. Yeah. Telling you, mate. If Carl, if a lot of people have thrown shade on Carlos Takam because he got knocked out by Derek Tizura, but he batted, he batted Derek up until the point of getting bingoed. Yes, sir. And he gave AJ bloody murders. So for me, this is a real serious test. The guy's a really good boxer. He can whack a bit. Can Usyk take a dig? Yeah. Can he? Does he have enough power at heavyweight to be able to sort the <laughs> likes of? Um, Carlos Takam out skill set that's not a question he's got the skill set he's got the footwork he can do the business there's no question about that but with all the talk of size that we've had recently in various bouts this is this is another really intriguing contest in fact it's the most intriguing heavyweight contest of the first half of this year yeah big time big time because there's that question mark over Usyk absolutely will he transfer well enough and I love the opponent I think Takam is a great the opponent the perfect opponent for him perfect mm. because he's durable as fuck he very, very rarely gets stopped. You know, he was, okay, he was stopped by Chisora because that was just like the most craziest <laughs> Hail Mary punch from Chisora, who, as you say, been beaten up. Don't even look at the Joshua fight because that was a terrible stoppage by Phil Edwards. Yep. Once again, Phil Edwards and Al fucking stop anybody for anything. Bullshit. Um, but he deserved to go the full distance with Joshua did, that yeah. night because he was great, especially coming at late notice. Um, Takam will 100% 
give Usyk rounds. It, but if Usyk produces the kind of performance we know he's capable of, mm. a la Tony Bellew, and stops Takam early. If he makes a statement what like that. What a fucking statement that is. Wow. Because then I'm like... Everybody will shit the pants. Exactly. Those Every other heavyweight should shit the pants as well. Because if his power transfers, because his speed and his everything else oh. will, if, if his tra- power transfers, if he basically does Takam the way he did Bellew, <laughs> fuck me. <laughs> we, now that... Now you've got a heavyweight on your hands. Now, no, now you've got a heavyweight division on your hands because now you've got four guys and two or three below them where you go, right, okay, this is fucking serious now. This is absolutely where the money is at. But again, <laughs> will we ever see them all fight? Probably fucking knocks They're mm. all in on opposite directions. Mm. The only good thing was I seen Wilder, for what it's worth, I'd done an interview this week basically saying, and it was with Boxing News, um, I spent last week and he was basically saying, listen, the Joshua fight's closer than anyone imagines. It's, it's closer than you think. Mm. The problem is you get Shelley Finkel saying, not even answering the phone. You get Eddie Ayn saying, we're not even having conversations. Someone's lying somewhere. Mm. You'd like to think at some stage, all these guys need to define their legacy and prove who's the number one. What do you make of Wilder turning down the DAZN deal? Um, well, we talked about it last week, didn't I? And I was like, I, I get it because... Why would you want to be the second most important heavyweight on that network? Mm. You know, AJ's already in bed with the zone, isn't he? As far as I know. Mm. So it's a fight by fight deal, though. He's not. He's not contracted to it. He's a lot of people are getting confused with the zone and Eddie and um, Anthony Joshua and Matchroom deal, right? So it's fucking easy to get confused. <laughs> Eddie and Matchroom have a zone deal. Mm-hmm. Anthony Joshua doesn't. Anthony Joshua is just fight by fight. So therefore, he could actually, if, if, if need be, yeah. go to Showtime pay-per-view, if need be. But isn't Wilder in a similar position, though? Yeah, he's a free agent, too. There's only, there's only from my understanding, Tyson, Tyson Fury tied, in long tied term to ESPN. Yeah. ESPN, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. Did you see the comments from, uh, speaking of fights that have been mandated and maybe going over to the States, did you see uh, Tunde's uh, comments on the... Uh, Yard versus Kovalev fight, mate. Mate, you've got to back your you've got to back your kid, haven't you? What? Call him the A side in you've, a fight against you've... the against the light heavyweight champion. <laughs> He's the A side, and we're not going to America for it. <laughs> Why don't you just come out and say <laughs> no, we, don't, we don't want none of that smoke? <laughs> yeah. Just say that. Exactly. <laughs> no, we're not going to America for it because we're the A side. He's got to come to us. No, hang on a minute. You're you're after that belt, are you not? And you're the mandatory challenger. He's the champ. But you're the airside. I think he's fucking gold the way that he's and he's, the, it. and he's the number one weight division, Pat. You know, and he's this, and he's that, and he's done this, and he's done that. His record speaks for itself. And uh, I think everyone hopefully took that Sunday comment with a pinch of salt. I know I did. I just chuckled when I seen it. Hmm. I seen a few people got a bit vexed about it, and I'm like, man, he's got to support his guy. He's got a fucking champion at the yard as best he can. They need they need an excuse to get out of that fight. We talked about it. <laughs> Well, of course they do. He's never going to fight Kovalev next to him. We talked about it last week, saying Frankel manoeuvred him in a different way. Tundee's took it into, into his own hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically going, well, yeah, we'll have it. If, if Kovalev comes here and he's the B-side, we'll have it. What if Kovalev goes, yeah, all right. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. What have we done now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to fight him. You're yeah. going to have to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I spoke to Jamie Moore uh, quickly at the weekend. Um, regarding Carl Frampton's ESPN deal as well. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk at the moment that Oscar Valdez and Carl Frampton is very, very close. According to Jamie, it, cool. it is close. They are talking about it, but he's anticipating that to be uh, closer to October than any time in the summer. So Carl Frampton will have a, 
an exposure fight. Like Carl Frampton needs a fucking exposure Jesus fight. This is not words of Jamie, by the way, but he'll have a fight. The first fight in his three-fight deal with ESPN will be a, a another, mm-hmm. and then they're hoping to do the Oscar Valdez fight. That, for me, could end up being the fight of the year. Oscar Valdez yeah. versus Carl Frampton. Wow. Yeah. And you know what? It, it kind of fits in with my talking about um, Warrington and getting Warrington to the number one spot in this featherweight division. For me, Valdez is the last. Valdez is the final. Do you think? You want to avoid Valdez. I would avoid Valdez more than Santa Cruz, more than anybody else. I think Valdez is the, the last guy you want to beat. He's the guy. Because he takes about three years off your career. I just think it's he's a war, such a fucking tough fight. And listen, listen, I'm all for seeing Carl Frampton fight him because Carl Frampton has, mo- has got the ability mm. to outbox Valdez. But it's, he's going to have to be in the shape of his life and the performance of his life because I just think Valdez, after overcoming the broken jaw against Scott Quigg, looks sensational against that Thomas Stone. Mm. He's so tough. He's so strong. He punches in bunches and punches for days. I think he's the toughest... For, I describe him as nice, the toughest opponent for Warrington in terms of unifying this division. Mm. If Frampton can get in there first, great. And if I was Josh Warrington, I'd be like, yeah, man, you guys crack the fuck on. I'll be over here waiting to waiting to mop up later. Uh, this week, it's all eyes on Liverpool. What's it called? It's not the Echo Arena. What's it called now? The MS Wank Arena. The MS Wank Arena. There you go. Get yourself up there for a little bit of action. Beefy versus Sam Eggington is uh, top of the bill. It's Beefy's first one under yeah. uh, the matchroom umbrella. Still no title fight attached to it, is it? I don't think. Wouldn't surprise me if they announced something this week, some kind of WBA light fly international super international European straight out of Matalan cosmopolitan belt <laughs> whatever you want to call it yeah you're not going to talk about it yeah I'm, listen I'm, ex- I'm excited are you excited about that fight or are you excited about something else that's on the card yeah I'm not excited about Smith versus Eggington I love Super Sam as listeners to this show know I'm a huge Sam Eggington fan hmm. I think his opportunity is gone hmm. I think 18 months ago when we were like, get him to Vegas, get him to Vegas, get his name in lights. Ship sailed. Sam Eggington was a f- always going to be a firework, man. You just needed to capitalise when the iron was hot. And I think this is a really tough fight for him. I understand why he's taking it. He can't turn it down because puts him right back in the mix. But this is a fucking tough fight. I think Liam Smith's world class. And I think Sam Eggington's uh, going to have a tough night on Saturday. Mm. But for me... Well, hang on, hang on. I know you're going to talk about Fowler. No, no, I'm absolutely looking forward to Tom Fowler versus Philip Bowes. I think that's a cracking fight for the Commonwealth title. Mm-hmm. And Joe Hughes, Robbie Davis Jr. That's the one that I was going to go to. a brilliant fight that's the for I, the European. Well, that's where I was going first. I was yeah. going to go to Joe Hughes and uh, Robbie D because we've, we've spoke about him on many, many occasions, Robbie, that he needed, he just needed exposure. He needed to be yeah. put on a proper platform, proper promoters and, and well looked after. And it seems that Matchroom are investing in him properly. He put in a great performance last time out. Uh, and this fight, it's a real good fight, man. And I would hope that now that he's got a bit of confidence about him, Robbie, he comes in, he sings his uh, ring walk as he normally does. He moonwalks yeah. his way to the ring and he puts on a fantastic uh, performance. I'd like to see him be a little bit more ruthless, if I'm honest. Uh, I think footwork-wise and technique-wise, he's a million dollars, isn't he? I just want to see him show me a little bit more of that killer instinct. And if he does that, then I think he can make real inroads in this division. Yeah, I've been following him on social media the last few weeks, as everybody should, because he's hilarious. But he's uh, all the joking's gone out the window. It's just been about work, 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 and he looks in incredible shape. And I think he'll need to be like that as well. I think Joe Hughes is game as fuck. He's always fit. He always turns up to fight. 
And let's not get past the fact that, you know, he went to Italy last time out against all the odds with no sky cameras. They just took a feed, you know, no one was there with him. Um, and he goes over there and beats Scarper and takes the European title. Mm. You know, how Boxton gets a decision on a way turf in, in Italy, that's fucking not easy to do. So all credit to him for, for winning this European belt and he should come to Liverpool with his tail up. But I think Robbie Davis Jr. for me is a level above. I think he is capable of, of winning a world title. Points. Uh, I fancy Robbie on points, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. yeah, but I think it'll be, you know, I think it'll be a fun fight. But I expect Robbie Davis to have it won long before the championship. How's um, how's Boz and Fazer then going to go? Um, that's a tougher fight to call. A tougher fight to call, just because you know we've seen Tom Farrell get hurt, albeit against O'Hara Davis, who's probably one of the biggest punchers in this weight division domestically, um, and Phil Bowes as well. Fucking the kid's a little machine. You know, he won the Commonwealth title. Um, Last time out, looked brilliant doing it. Knocked the kid out in the second round, you know. And he's got a bit. He seems to have a little bit more, um, a bit more. What's the right word to use? I think he just comes to Liverpool just with that little bit of extra confidence, but without the pressure of the hometown crowd mm-hmm. as well. I think Tom Farrell has got it. Has got it all to prove still at championship level, mm-hmm. just because of what happened in the O'Hara Davis fight. For me, this could be fight of the night. This is the one that goes down to the judges' scorecards. Could go either way. Mm. Um, obviously, you know me, I'm biased as fuck. I hope Tom wins, but... You always back Scousers. Of course. And there's 10 on this card, and I'm backing all 10. That's, the, accu- super, that's, the, super accumulator. that's the accumulator super, this week. I'll tell you what, of all the 10 Scousers on this card and a super hacker, Tom Farrell would be the biggest odds without even looking at it, I'm sure, because it's probably the toughest fight on paper. Mm. Um, my boy Craig Glover's fighting. Yeah. He'll dance around. He'll start of the year. He'll dance around. Um, Tasha's back in action. This is the first time since, obviously, uh, defeat last time out. Big night for her. Paul Butler quite far down the uh, card there, obviously, yeah. rebuilding. Well, he's, uh, stay- he's staying in shape because he's first reserve for World Boxing Super Series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's just having a tick over here. Um, Jake Carroll. Um, Punching paramedic himself. Mm-hmm. He's back out here and big pricey as well. And the truck. Mm, big pricey. So we need a statement performer from pricey. And if, you, you know... If you can't make a statement against the former sparring partner, then you, you know you, you've got issues. A domestic level f- former sparring partner. Yeah, I think this is when you will see David Price's hunger and desire to stay in boxing. He needs to blow away Cash Ali to stay on, stay on tune to be on this fringe world level to get these big fights. Mm. Because well, even on the British level, because this week we had that fight that was called between Joyce and Dubois. Yeah, I've got a hard on for that. I don't know whether it's going to get made. I no. don't know whether it will happen. I know that a lot of people are talking about it on social media. Both guys have come out and said that they want to make that fight. Yeah, but Pricey, you know, it could be legit to fight one of those dudes. You know what I mean? At British yeah. level, there's no question about that. He's been there before, but it, like you say, he needs to start making some noise. He does, yeah, yeah. I, I think the thing with Pricey is. He just needs to, and, and he, I think he said this himself. Stop talking about what he's going to do three fights down the line, yeah, and just win this next fight and win it in style. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. he'll have big support in Liverpool. You know, oh, they love him. I, I know he's had a lot of doubters and all that, and, and, and rightfully or wrongfully so. But he's enjoying himself, man. Let him just fucking enjoy his career. Mm. But I think he needs to make that said. He needs to make a bit of a statement, right? Let's get into it. Let's get into the big one, right? Fowler Fitzgerald, the big one. It's not even a title fight. No. This is just bragging rights. This is this is because they've made it so great on social media. Has it been great though? Yeah. Listen, as a scouser, yeah, you've been a scouser, right? Thanks. What is the biggest insult? Oh, another scouser can throw your way. Oh my god! Did you see that? Go on. I was so ill when I seen it they, they, because there's lines you just don't cross. 
there's lines you don't cross. And for anyone that's followed this, Fallon and Scott Fitzgerald have been going on it on social media relentlessly for fucking months. And I commented this week and was like, this fight's like fucking Brexit. All you do is talk. There better be action at the end of it. You better both turn up because I'm fucking sick of it. And on Saturday, listen, we're in fight week now. Both these guys, I know I said last week, I don't think Scott's going to turn up. I fucking, obviously, I pray he does turn up. I want to see an end to this. I want to see an end to this fucking Brexit war. But what worried me this week, and I said to you, didn't I? I was going to tweet about it because I, I walked past my phone and my fucking, my spidey senses were tingling. You know, it was like the, I could feel there was a ripple in the force. And when I goes on social media, I thought, what's going on here? I can feel something's wrong here. And Paddy the Baddy from the world of MMA, Cage Warriors, former champion, and Anthony Fowler, two scousers are fucking going at it on Twitter because... Paddy the Baddy's been pulled into this Scott Fitzgerald thing. He likes him. He He likes him. Post the Fowler falling over. Yeah. And had a little go, and Fowler comes back, and next thing you know, bum, 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 backwards and forwards. And then Paddy the Baddy, let's be honest, doesn't give a fuck, done the cardinal sin. The one thing you don't do to another scouser, you call them a wool. (laughs) Adam, I cannot amplify enough how how much of a derogatory term. One scouser to another scouser saying you are a wool is it's worse than fucking calling somebody's mother a C U N T. It's worse than anything. It's it, there's no lower fucking insult than one scouser to another saying yeah. you you are a wool. Explain what a wool is. It's a plastic scouser, yeah. A wool is someone that lives on the peripheries of Liverpool. It's not really a scouser. No, no, a fake scouser, basically someone from Chester or Runcorn or. You know, no offense to our listeners in Chester or Runcorn, no, no, class themselves as scousers. beautiful place. Yeah, but they're not scousers. Someone from Birkenhead, you know, they they're not scousers. They're wolves. <laughs> but to actually call someone who lives in Liverpool, who's from Liverpool, yeah, who wears a scouser, it's got yeah. a purple bin. Yeah, to call them, it's got a purple bin. That that's how we. <laughs> that's how you define it. To call him a wool, <sighs> I read it and was like, fucking hell, pad. That that crossed the line for me. He's gone low. That's it. Doesn't get any lower than that. <laughs> It doesn't get any lower than that, honestly. Mate, when I was a kid... I love the way that Fowler's throwing his toys out the pram and just blocked him. Just blocked him. him. <laughs> just blocked him. Mate, but, I do that all the time. Listen, people talk shit. God, you've gone, mate. I can't be arsed. I just can't be arsed with the convo, but he's gone off wool, which makes it funny. That's the ult- It's the ultimate sin. Honestly, when I was a kid, I remember playing football, Sunday League, and I was having a go with this lad on the pitch, and we were having a little tussle with each other, effing and jeffing, even though we're only teenagers. And he turned around at one point and called me a wool. And within five minutes, I was sent off. I just went right through him. Because there's no worse insult Lost than it. that. Ed's gone. There's no worse insult. Honest. Paddy, man. Doesn't care, does he? How's this fight going to uh, play out? Because Paddy and Fowler, or... <laughs> yeah, that'll happen, that'll uh, happen in, the... in the cage in yeah. a couple of years' time. But um, Fowler versus Fitzgerald. Lads, obviously, that have been on Team GB together. I think yeah. they went to the Commonwealth Games together, didn't they? You know, they know each other. They've been pals in the past. Or teammates, let's just teammates. say, in the past. yeah. And this fight has been brewing for a period before, of time. Before they fought in the junior ABAs, Fowler stopped them in the second round, I believe. Hmm. Aye, aye, what's going on here? Well, I'm a busy Calling man. me unprofessional. I'm a busy man, you know what I mean? Who's this? I'm a busy man, lad. I've no idea what that is, actually. Oh, it's work. That's all. We'll deal with that later on, son. You want to put your phone on silence? Yeah, yeah, Killing yeah. me flow there? No, don't you worry, son. Go on. Um, Listen, I pick Fowler out as my one to watch this year. Yeah. It's hard to call him a prospect of the year, but he's my one to watch this year domestically hmm. because I truly believe he's going to get the type of fights that by the end of the year will make him a poster boy for Liverpool fight events like this. He will be the headliner. So that all said, I believe 
the fight for me will I can't see it going going any other way than a, than a Fowler stoppage. I think Fowler's going to be too smart for him, too strong for him, and I think Scott Fitzgerald ultimately will feel the moments more than Fowler. Fowler's been at big events. He's been to the Olympic Games. He's been in big moments like this. He's in his hometown, which will give him a lift as well. He kind of lives for these moments, Fowler. If you spent any time around Anthony, he, he buzzes off this shit. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, I, I don't know Scott. I think Scott might have taken this a bit too personal. Same. You see him at press conferences, you see him talking, you see him on social media, you see him doing the interviews, and you think he's, he's, he seems too pumped. Yeah, he's he seems bit. too revved up for it. He's bit. And I think all this stuff with Fowler, I think Fowler responds to these tweets, gets involved, you know, as backwards and forwards with Fitzgerald. He's having a crack. And as soon as he puts the phone down, it's gone. But it's, I think Scott Fitzgerald is living this, the, this fight every moment of every day. Mm. And I think, yes, that's probably making him work hard in the gym, but is he going to leave it in the gym? He's, where, he, he's, he's so in this fight already. And it's, we're not even ring walk yet. It's only this fight. This is fight week. And he's probably burnt up so much energy mentally and physically preparing for this fight because he's so angst about it already. And I truly believe Fowler's getting 10 hours sleep a night. He doesn't give a fuck <laughs> because he's been, he's been in these big moments mm. and he's going to revel in it. And I think this week, I'm, I'm looking forward to fight week this week because I want to see Scott. I want to speak to Scott. I want to interview him. I want to see where his mind's at. I know where Fowler's at now. It's Monday and I know Fowler will be ready Saturday. I know he'll ring walk, cool as fuck, without a heartbeat and he'll be sound. And, you'll, and I think... Scott being in the position he is, his headspace he is, I think it's going to bring out the best in Fowler, and I think Fowler will stop him for that reason. You might even see the corner pull Scott Fitzgerald out. But hope you know maybe I'll see Scott this week, and I might change my mind completely. Maybe Scott is just putting on a front. We're going to find out this week, but mm. there's going to be nowhere to hide once that bell goes for the, both of them. Um, there you go. Are you um, are you giving away any tickets for this this weekend? Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. That'd be nice. You know yeah. what I mean. Seeing is that. Uh, you know, I'll give you a couple of jobs. I think it's an all but a sellout. But let me, I'll message Matchroom when we finish recording now. But I'm, I'm, I'm sh- pretty sure all the tickets were gone. But when I spoke to uh, our contact over at Matchroom, they were like, listen, we'll stick a few on the side banner for you. All right. So I'll chase them today and um, hope on my special guest tomorrow, which was. There you go, you see. We'll see? push it tomorrow. There you go. On tomorrow's you show... See, see, we're having a production meeting now, right? But we've already had this meeting. It's just that Nick doesn't fucking listen to a word that I'm say, I say to him. So this is what's going to happen. I'll tell you now rather than him just spitballing. Make sure you download the Radio City Talk Show, which Sam Maxwell, I believe, is going to be yes, your guest there, right? So you're going to have a bit of a chat with Sam. That'll be lovely. We'll recap that fantastic knockout of the weekend. And then within that show you're going to then tell people of how they can go about winning. winning and we'll tickets. run it for 24 hours. I'll, in fact, I'll tell you now how you can win it. We'll do it via, probably, um, we'll do a pair of tickets via um, iTunes, so therefore leaving comments in the iTunes, and we'll do something on our Instagram. All right? Mm-hmm. Is that all right for you, Nicholas? Yep. Yeah. That's how we'll do it. Good. And then within 24 hours, we'll get back to you, and then we'll tell you, we'll leave some tickets on, on the door. On the door, yeah. on the, Whoever's won it. Job done. Everybody turns up, and they have a great time at the MS Wine Arena. Yeah? Is Perfect. That, are we okay with that now? Yes. Fucking good job, I'm here. I'm now going to go and edit what we've just done and upload it because if I didn't, then you wouldn't fucking get it. And also, as well as that, thank you so much for all the people that keep sending me messages regarding the uh, the jingle that we put at the end of the podcast that it's far too loud. The reason for that is because for the last six weeks, we've been recording in my house. We've not been in our regular studio. Don't worry, in a couple of weeks' time, we'll be back in our regular studio and therefore I'll be able to get my compressors on this. It's a technical word, I know, but I'll be able to level everything out. 
So for now, I'm going to blow your fucking ears off. All right? <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to us. It's been an absolute pleasure. You can download us uh, via iTunes. Please subscribe there. Fight Disciples is what you're looking for. Fightdisciples.com is our website. Uh, go there for all Android feeds like Spotify and what have you. And you can get us all over social media at Fight Disciples on Facebook and Twitter at The Fight Disciples on Instagram. You'll need that if you want to win tickets to come to the boxing this weekend. All right. We'll catch you next time. Turn the volume down now. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.